0: Hey everyone, it's your boy Johnny Clutch discussing the latest sports news and offering hot takes on the sports that I love. Man, what a couple of games that we saw in the NFL championship games! Unbelievable. Everything you would have wanted: close games, you know, good scoring, you know, controversy, drama at the end. Really, all the things that you love about sports. Now let's get to the elephant in the room first. That no call on the Saints was terrible. That was obviously pass interference. It was helmet to helmet on the receiver. It it was a lot of things. It was a terrible no call, and it's really inexcusable the refs didn't make that call. And it cost the Saints a trip to the Super Bowl. The Saints, in all likelihood, should be in in the Super Bowl next week. However, there is no way I am letting Sean Payton's terrible play calling at the end of the game go unnoticed here. The fact that the Rams got a minute and 41 seconds to score is just absolutely mind-boggling with the situation the Saints were presented. The Saints, after the two-minute warning, had the Rams had two timeouts. The Rams had two timeouts left, and the Saints had three downs. They just got a first down right before the two-minute warning. The Saints inexplicably throw an incomplete pass on first down, saving the Rams a timeout there and I believe they ran the next play, then they did, the obviously, the incomplete pass, where there should have been a pass interference call. But the fact that they left the Rams a minute and 41 seconds with a timeout is just absolutely mind-blowing. If Sean Payton just runs the ball at least even two times, even if he just runs it the first two downs and says, okay, if I don't get it, I'll try to throw for it for the first down on third down, I have no problem with that. At least you get rid of the Rams' timeouts. But I don't understand why you just don't run it all three times. You get the Rams with no timeouts. You get the clock all the way down to, I'd have to say, at least under a minute. It might be even less than that. I'll take my chances with my defense with the Rams getting no timeouts. I know the Rams have a high-powered offense, but I believe they would have been able to come up with a stop in that case. And another thing I didn't get from Sean Payton's end was his love affair with Taysom Hill this game. You have Drew Brees, a Hall of Fame quarterback, Mr. 5,000 yards a season, and you want to put the ball in Taysom Hill's hands during the biggest game so far this year? I just find it absolutely astonishing that you would even think that. Sean Payton, I think, is a good coach. I just don't. I just didn't see it with Taysom Hill. I don't. I didn't mind Taysom Hill, you know, catching passes. I don't mind him running out of the Wildcat and all that. But when I saw him throwing, I was like, come on, you have Drew Brees. This is the NFC Championship game against the LA Rams, who are also 13 and 3. Why the hell are you putting it in Taysom Hill's hands over Drew Brees? Yes, I get the Saints should be going to the Super Bowl. Obviously, that was a terrible no call, but I find Sean Payton as responsible as that no call for the reason that the Saints are not going to the Super Bowl, even with that no call. You know, it shouldn't even came down to that. If he would have just ran the ball all three times, we don't even see that penalty. And you know. The way refereeing works, you know, the way penalties work, both teams get, you know, bad calls going in their favor. The Saints had bad calls going in their favor. The face mask on Goff earlier in the game near the goal line as one of the examples. I mean, Sean Payton can sit up that, at that post-game press conference, you know, and blame it on the all on the call all he wants. But I think he needs to look in the mirror at himself as a reason that they lost this game. The Saints could have also had this game in the first quarter. They were up, I think, what, what was it, 13-0 after the, after the first quarter. It easily could have been 21 nothing with all the opportunities there being given. I know uh, Gurley had the one pass come off uh, come off his hands and it was an interception a la Alshon Jeffrey from the last week against the Eagles where the Saints ultimately won off that. You know, In the first quarter, the Saints had an opportunity to step on the Rams' throats. If they would have been up 21 nothing, they would have won the game. No doubt in my mind. So with that and Sean Payton's questionable play calling and decisions during the game, Saints fans should be looking at more reasons other than the obscenely bad no call at the end of the game as to why they are not going to the Super Bowl this season. Enough about the Saints in that game. I gotta give some kudos to the LA Rams. I know not a lot of people are giving it to them, but hey, say all you want about the no call, but they, they weathered the storm in the beginning. They were down, what was it, 13 0? It could have been a lot worse, as I just previously stated. The Saints failed to step on their throats and put the game away early. But the Rams defense held their ground after Jared Goff's early interception came off Todd Gurley's hands. They also withstood a loud Saints crowd, and you know, with the Saints up, you know, two scores in the beginning of the game, and with that loud crowd, it was certainly was looking like a blowout. I certainly thought it was, but the Rams really hung in hung together and They made some plays to get them back in the game before half. A really key play was that fake punt, I thought, by uh, Johnny Hecker. I thought that was a great call by Sean McVay or the special teams coordinator, whoever made that. And I think it was a turning point in the game. If the Rams would have punted there, I felt they would have really been conceding to the Saints because they were down two scores at that point, and it was looking really bad. So definitely a good job by the Rams coaching staff in that scenario to take a chance and not let the game get away from them. I also thought Jared Goff made key throws when he had to, especially the ones in overtime that helped him get into field goal range for Greg Zerline's fifty seven yarder. I know both of those were short passes, but I mean there was you know, those two passes in a row, you know, Jared Goff had defenders right on him almost immediately when he dropped back to pass. So he really stood in there, took those hits, and he made the play. And also I'd like to say this, now I'll flash back to about a few weeks ago in the wild card round when everyone was getting on Cody Parkey when he missed the game winning field goal. But you almost never hear, you know, people give kudos to the kicker when he does do his job. Those were two long kicks made by Greg Zerline. You know, the 48-yarder to tie the game, to send it to overtime, and the 57-yarder to win it. And honestly, that 57-yarder probably would have been good from 70. That was a hell of a kick. It was straight down the middle. Never a doubt. And to do that with a trip to the Super Bowl on the line is a definition of clutch. And also, on top of all this, a really lost story was, you know, the Rams didn't really have Todd Gurley in this one. Todd Gurley was not seen that often. It was a lot of C.J. Anderson. And with the comments from Gurley after the game, it was due to ineffective play on his part. So whether people like it or not, the Rams are the NFC champions. Now on to the next game. I hate saying this as a Bills fan. You know, I hate the Patriots. I always have. I hate that they always beat the Bills. But, man, I got to give credit where credit is due. Brady and Belichick, have been doing this since 2001. They've been winning consistently. I mean, this isn't like they've taken a couple years off where they've been bad. No, this is basically every year they're, they've been good. Yeah, they didn't win a Super Bowl for a while, I think. It was from, like, what, 05 to, like, 12 or 13. They went, like, a pretty long time without winning a Super Bowl. But they were consistently close to one. And it's just absolutely amazing. You, this has really been not ever been seen before. Now, I don't think in any sport, you know, to have it go on for this lo- a long period of time. You know, and this one was really, wasn't really was really pretty from the Patriots. I mean, Brady threw a couple picks, but, you know, they really played hard, smash mile football. You know, like I said in my previous podcast, I thought time possession was going to be really key for the Patriots in this game. And that was a big part of their game plan. As they almost possessed the ball for about 44 minutes, and to the Chiefs 20. That's a big part. Most of that came from the first half, where the Chiefs barely had the ball in their hands. You know, the game plan was working to perfection from the the Patriots' standpoint. But you know, after a while, Patrick Mahomes is going to get going, and he did in the second half, where the Chiefs' offense put up 31 points. It really was an incredible year by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Nothing to hang their hats about. You know, the Patriots are really a dynasty with Brady and Belichick. There's no shame in losing to them. The future is bright in Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes threw 50 touchdown passes in his first year starting. That's incredible. That's unheard of. You know the Chiefs are going to be just fine, and they'll probably be you know close to the spot next year. Heck, they could be an early Super Bowl pick for me going into next year. So the Super Bowl will be the Rams and the Patriots. Should be a very intriguing matchup for right now. I, I don't even know who I'm going to predict to win yet. You know, still have to really think about that one. I would venture to guess that the game will be close though, and will be fun to watch. I'd like to thank everyone that listens to this podcast. Leave some likes, leave some comments, and follows are also greatly appreciated. Until next time, it's your boy Johnny Clutch. Peace out.